Well, good morning to everybody today, amen. <clears throat> On this, uh, what is it, third Sunday of the new year, we praise God for uh, the opportunity to come uh, once again uh, and to share the Word of God with you, um, to hear the Word of God, amen, because the Word of God encourages us as it goes forth. And we are looking forward to continuing to hear from God as I'm believing something, and that is is that God is actively, um, as He always is, but I believe right now in particular for those who are sensitive to it, actively looking to accelerate things in our lives. There are some things that are ours that belong to us that either we don't have <clears throat> or we've been too slow <clears throat> in acquiring them. And God is accelerating. He's, he's giving us crash courses, if you will. <clears throat> the devil is a liar. Amen. He's trying to <clears throat> keep me from saying this, but I'm going to say it. Amen. God is accelerating and he's giving us crash courses to bring us to where we're supposed to be in him. Because it's been far too long for us to be living on the fringes of the promises of God. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, I'm not saying we're totally outside of the promises. But we've been living on the fringes of them. Mm. We've been getting glimpses of them. We've experienced them for a minute. But God wants us to live in them. And that our experiences and the promises of God are our way of life. And not something that comes and goes uh, based on other factors. And so I believe that God is speaking to us at this hour in a way in which he's trying to accelerate our growth and development and get us moving forward with a sense of urgency and seriousness so that we can stop dwelling on the fringes of his promises yeah. and be in the center of his will. So I'm excited about what he's saying, and I pray that you are as well, because it's time to get away from the fringes, amen? It's time to get into the center of the promises of God. Amen. Um, and so today, as we continue with the crash course that I believe God is taking us through, um, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And we're going to read a few verses there in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse number 3. And it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing 
that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. We're going to stop there. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we bless your holy name and we thank you, God, for bringing us to this hour. We believe it's an hour of growth and development, a time, oh God, where you will speak to our hearts and minds, build us up in our faith, reveal yourself unto us, oh God, and teach us your more excellent way. Father God, we yield to you, we submit, we humble ourselves under your hand right now. Yes, and Father God, we declare, have your way in us. Have your way, O God. Let your word go forth with power and authority. And Father, may it be planted firmly on good ground yes, in our hearts. Father, may your blessing be upon everyone under the sound of my voice. And Father God, may your hand be strong upon me, O God, as I humble myself before you. Use me, O oh God, to speak forth your words and your words yes, only. Father. And Father God, may you be glorified. May your people be strengthened and edified. And Father God, may everything be done decently and in order. Yes. Father, we bless you as we call it done by faith right now. In Jesus', in Jesus name. name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. So again, God is through, I believe, not just what he's saying today, but what he has said over the first couple of weeks, what he has um, been speaking unto us through the Bible study, and I believe what he's speaking unto you and, and to the body of Christ, um, generally and then individually in our prayer closets and our devotional times, I believe God is saying, it's time to get away from living just on the outside, and let's, let's you know, God needs us to be operating and flowing in his will like mm -hmm. never before amen, amen. Um, so today what we're going to be talking about and the word that we have from the lord is demolishing strongholds mm -hmm. demolishing strongholds and let's start here let's start here with an observation of truth and that is no matter how things have gone for you up to this point in your life the truth remains that god has a great plan for you yes even if right now you are not experiencing that great plan even if right now many of the promises of god that you're relying on and believing on you can say they're not really operating in your life or evident in your life the truth remains that god has a great plan for you uh, but you know because of a variety of factors multiple things you may not be living squarely in that good acceptable and perfect will of god for your yes. life um, there's a variety of reasons for that, but one of, one of the chief reasons for all of us that keeps all of us from what makes it difficult for us to walk in that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is the existence and the effect of strongholds yeah. in our lives. 
strongholds keep us back from the goodness of God, from the fullness of God. Keeps us back from the promises of God being real in our lives yeah. the way God intended. So we're going to define strongholds in a minute, but before we do that, it's important because the truth, God bless you, the truth makes us free. Yes. And it's important then because God, glory to God, this, this is a message of freedom. Hmm. And if we're going to be free, not only do we have to receive the truth that makes us free, which is God's word, but we also have to be true with ourselves. Yes. Because if we're not true with ourselves, then the truth of God's word is not going to penetrate as deeply as it should to have its full work in our life. And so before we start talking about what strongholds are, Let's just come before the throne of grace with no pretension, no hypocrisy, no, no, no hiding. And let's just all admit that, that, that we all have strongholds in our lives. Yes. We don't use the word strongholds. Many times we simply use the word issues. <laughs> yes. Right? And how many of you know we all have issues, plural, in our lives. We all have issues. If anyone is walking around and saying that he or she doesn't have an issue, then what they're really declaring is that he or she doesn't need Jesus and doesn't need God. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Amen. We all have issues. Amen. We don't call them strongholds, but we call them issues. But many of our issues are the result of strongholds in our lives. So let's talk about what strongholds are. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, in talking about the first Adam, you know, was a living being and the second Adam was a life-giving spirit. Talking about Adam and Jesus that first natural, then spiritual. So let's do the same thing with strongholds. First natural, then spiritual. Amen. In the natural, stronghold is, is typically associated, or many often times, even in the Bible, with military terms. Or uh, it, it's a place that has been fortified and strengthened to protect it against attack. So there were strongholds in the Bible. The Bible used strongholds throughout the Old Testament. And it's just simply places that are fortified to protect it against attack. So there could be a stronghold around a city. And it could be a, a, a fortified wall that's, that you know, is built up to protect that city from attack. It's a stronghold. It's a stronghold. It's, and it's something that is erected. Mm. It's not just there. It's not natural. It's erected around a place to protect it from attack. It's usually a fortified, uh, uh, a fortified structure. Castles are strongholds, amen. 
it protects, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, so in the natural, then we have, especially military, you know, we, we, we build up a stronghold to protect the city against an attack. If we stay in the natural but go beyond the military, a stronghold is just simply a place where a particular uh, cause or a particular belief is staunchly defended. Mm. You know, so a stronghold is, is you know, it's, you know, it could be in a certain area of the country. Certain areas of the country and here in the United States, they believe some things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They might believe some things in the South that we don't believe in the North. And, and, and people out West believe some things that people out East don't believe in, mm -hmm. right? And they staunchly believe in it and they will staunchly defend it. And so that that becomes a stronghold because it's something, it's a philosophy, it's a it's a thought, it's it's beliefs that are that are not only held but also staunchly defended. In other words, don't come against them strongholds because those people who believe that will staunchly defend those things. But now let's get to the more important point, and that is the spiritual side. And from a spiritual perspective, a stronghold. And this is so important for us to get from the outset. A stronghold is a mindset. It's, it's a way of thinking. And it's not only just a mindset and a way of thinking, but it's a mindset and a way of thinking that hinders our growth and development. Mm. Okay, so spiritually speaking, a, a stronghold is a mindset or a way of thinking that hinders our growth and development. There's a reason why Paul in, in Romans chapter 12 said, you know, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The New Living Translation takes renewing of your mind and translates it to say, by changing the way you think. Mm. See, because the way we think is so important. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the way we think determines who we are yes, and what we have and what we're able to do. And so strongholds are mindsets and ways of thinking that actually hinder our growth and development. But let's go a little bit deeper because strongholds are, are not only ways of thinking, but they are ways of thinking that are the result of lies and accusations wow. planted in our mind by Satan. Jesus. Right? So, so, so they are a mindset and a thought process that hinder our growth and development because they are ways of thinking that are the result of lies and accusations planted in our minds by Satan. And let's go a little deeper still. Because after... Satan plants these lies, glory to God, and, and accusations mm. in our minds. 
to hinder our growth and development, he then erects walls around it. Jesus. To keep out the truth of God's word. So you follow this? It, it, it keeps out the truth of God's word. He erects walls around these lies and accusations that he's planted in our minds. He erects these walls to keep out truth and to keep us from finding God, from coming in contact with God and all that he is. Let's, let's, let's use one example at the outset to, to sort of bring this uh, 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 out a little bit more. Because Satan will use events in your life to plant the thoughts. So, for example, a spouse, a parent, a sibling, a, young, a, a, a loved one, a best friend betrayed you in some way. In some way, early in your life, and it hurt, mm -hmm. and it disappointed you. Well, Satan will use that event to plant a thought such as, that's why you can't trust anybody. Jesus. And he plants that in your mind because of an event that happened. That's why you can't trust anybody. And then he builds a wall around that thought. Why? Because he doesn't want the truth of God's word to come in contact with that thought. Because if God's word comes in contact with that thought, that thought doesn't stand a chance of surviving. So Satan builds a wall around that thought. And then as you go on in life, he will use everything real and imagined, great and small, to feed that thought. Yeah. So now something small happens. Like someone says, I'll, I'll, I'll call you tomorrow. And they don't call you. Because something happened. Maybe they forgot. Maybe they had a family emergency. But they didn't call you and say, no, see? That's why you can't trust people. Someone doesn't come to your party. They said they were going to come and they let you down. See, that's why you can't trust people. And meanwhile, God's word can't get to it because a stronghold has been built around that accusation and lie that Satan has planted in your heart and in your mind. And that's what he does. And so he plants lies and accusations and then he erects walls around it to keep the truth out. And watch this. Just as we said, strongholds are staunchly defended. And if somebody comes trying to share the word of God with you concerning that issue, oh, Satan's going to strongly defend that stronghold yes. to keep the truth out. Jesus. One of the ways we can think about strongholds, if you can picture this in your mind, that seed that Satan plants, seeds of doubt, seeds of, of, of insufficiency, seeds of low self-esteem, seeds of guilt and shame. He plants those seeds, then he erects a wall around it. 
And now picture that what you now have are, are, are noose thoughts and emotions and impulses that are operating on the inside of this stronghold. And they're just, they're just loosely walking around, going around wherever they please, right? Outside of the word of God. Because Satan now has erected this wall Jesus. to keep the truth out. From every lying thing he told you, every accusation he planted, every deception that he's planted, because he wants he wants to keep you out of the will of God. And so we have these loose thoughts and loose emotions. I mean loose, I mean they just can run wild. They just they just go freely, right? They just go freely. Mm -hmm. They 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 are behind this this wall that Satan has erected and they just go freely. Thoughts just go freely. You ever have your just mind just going and yeah. your emotions just going and your impulses just going. And, and, and what they do is that they can lead to us having a hard heart, a prideful heart. Mm -hmm. It can lead us to having unhealthy thought patterns. It can lead us to, 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 to engaging in habitual sins that we struggle with and we struggle with, but we never can seem to overcome. Why? Because the truth that sets us free is kept on the outside of the stronghold. Jesus. And so you think about, and again, we all have them. We all have them. We call them issues, but we all have them. Some examples of, of strongholds are, 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 we talked about pride. People are pride or people are boastful. Some people are self-righteous. And you say, well, they got an issue with pride. It's a stronghold. Some people are stubborn. Some people are judgmental. Some people are unforgiving. Some people are critical. And you say, what's the matter with them? They think who they are. It's a stronghold. Yes, Other people gossip. Some people are loners. Some people are antisocial because something happened in their life and Satan planted something in their heart and built a stronghold around it. And now they don't want to be bothered with anybody. They stay to themselves. It's a stronghold. Some people are lazy. Some people are fearful. They're insecure. They're, they have inferiority complex. It's a stronghold. Some people worry more than others. They're anxious all the time. Sensitive. You can't say certain things to people. They're so yes. sensitive or yes. they're, they're nervous. These are strongholds wow. that, that are in people's lives. Mm. And we all have them. So whether it's things like that or whether it's things like lying or, or profanity or exaggeration or, or, or hypocrisy, you know, there's complaining spirits, blaming other people. You say, no, oh, he's always blaming somebody. Chances are that's a stronghold in his life. All kinds of addictions that people have. Mm -hmm. You know, we all kinds of perversions, sexual perversions, adultery, fornication. Man, she's always out there. She's just loose. She's fast. It's a stronghold. Jesus. So we have all these things that we call issues, and many times there are strong they're the, they're the result of strongholds of Satan, of Satan planting in our hearts and in our minds lies, deceptions, 
and accusations and then building up these massive walls around it to keep out the truth of God mm. and his word. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And so, so we have to deal with these strongholds. And in the Bible, as we just read in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, tells us what we need to do. So let, let, let's just start to take a look at it. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it says, first of all, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, this takes us back to last week when, as we declared that this time we're not moving, that we're going to stand and having done all to stand. We recall that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it told us that, that we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And, and what that is saying unto us is that people are not our problem. But our problem, our fight, our struggle, our battle is in the spirit realm. Yeah. Right? It's in the spirit realm. And so we are in a spiritual battle. And here Paul says that although we're human beings, we walk in the flesh, that, that we do not war after the flesh. In other words, we are human beings, but we don't fight spiritual battles on the basis of our human capacity and our human ability. So we walk in the flesh, but we don't fight according to the flesh. We're human beings, but we don't fight on the basis of being human beings. Why? Because our battle is a spiritual one. And then he goes on to say in verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not of the flesh. Mm-hmm. But what are they? They are mighty through God yeah. to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, it's been said, right, in various ways, you know, movies and TV or whatever, and even, I guess, out in the broader society, that you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. Right. right? You don't bring a knife to a gunfight. And in the same along those same lines, we don't bring human weapons to a spiritual fight. That's not what we do, but many times that's what we try to do. For example, people who have dealt with and struggled with anger or losing their temper have tried things like, I'm going to count to ten. Well, again, anger could, if someone's having a trouble, trouble with anger, anger is a stronghold in their life. Yes. It's a spiritual thing. And the idea that, that a person is going to overcome a spiritual stronghold by doing something so basically human, like counting to 10, it's just, it's not going to work. Amen. Right? It's just not going to work. How many times have you said, I'm going to count to 10? 
Or how many times have you told yourself before going into a situation that maybe was sensitive and dealt with one of the strongholds that you have in your life, mm-hmm. but you just said, you, you didn't realize that, but you walked in and you go, I'm not going to get mad at her no matter what she says. I'm not going to get mad at him no matter what he says. Mm-hmm. You said that. And within two minutes, it was off to the races. <laughs> Yeah. Why? Because you were trying to deal with something that was a stronghold in your life using human weapons. It's never going to work. Amen. Don't bring human weapons Amen. to a spiritual battle. Amen. And so Paul says the weapons of our warfare, the proper weapons, are not fleshly ones. They're not human, but they are what? They are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Now, some other versions say that that the King James Version, as we just read, says that the weapons of our warfare are, are, are mighty through God. The English Standard Version says that the weapons have divine power. They have divine power. And then the voice version of the Bible says that these weapons are powered by God. See, we can't use human weapons. We need need to use God's mighty weapons. We need to use those weapons that are infused with divine power. Mm -hmm. We need to use weapons that are powered by God if we are going to fight our spiritual battles. Yes, amen. And it says that these weapons are mighty through God. They have divine power. They are powered by God for a purpose. King James Version says, to pull down strongholds. That's what they're for. God has given us spiritual weapons to pull down strongholds. Mm -hmm. To pull them down. To pull them down. Other versions say, don't use the term pull down. They use the word destroy. And still others use the word demolish. And I I, I particularly like that one. Demolish. Mm Because many times you think about the term demolish, it's used in connection with structures. Yeah. Like a building is demolished. Yeah. Right? To demolish a building, usually a building is demolished so that you can build up a new building in its place. And so if you demolish a building, that means you completely destroy it. Yes. You completely tear it down. Amen. You don't leave any vestiges of the Amen. old building in place because you want to build something new. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You want to build something new in that same place. Yes. Good. So it's it's complete demo- it's completely destroying, right? Sometimes we use it in a sports context where we say, man, that team demolished them. And what it means is that they just they just got an overwhelming victory. It wasn't even close, right? So this is the, it's the magnitude. So I love the word demolish here. And, and, and so we have these spiritual weapons to pull down strongholds, to destroy strongholds, or to demolish them. Right? I like that better, to demolish them, right? To completely destroy them, completely get rid of them. Glory to God. That's why we have these spiritual weapons. Now let's continue, right? So we demolish them. Amen. And it says, casting down imaginations 
and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now let's go. So, so you see, so these weapons of our world warfare are they have divine power. Yeah. They're powered by God. Amen. They're mighty through God, so that we can demolish strongholds. And immediately it then goes into casting down imaginations, mm -hmm. destroying imaginations, uh, casting down sophisticated arguments, casting down human reasonings yeah. and lofty opinions. And all of these things, right, they, these, these, these imaginations, these thoughts, these opinions, mm -hmm. glory to God, these reasonings, all of them pit themselves against God and they assert their independence from God. And in the end, they hinder us from knowing God. Yeah. So let's go back to, to the person who doesn't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. I, that's why you can't trust anybody. But the word of God says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So now, if you, but if Satan's allowed to plant that seed that you can't trust anybody, and then he builds a, a stronghold around it. Mm -hmm. See, now, that thought, Jesus. that argument, that lofty opinion, you can't trust anybody, is pitted against God. It's pitted against the Word of God. Jesus. Because God tells you to trust Him. Amen. Right? Amen. He tells you to trust him. And then he puts people in your life who are good people. Who who he who people in your life that, that he wants to bless you through them. Yeah. And you don't even trust them. And so everything about this thought about I can't trust is now pitted against what God is trying to do in your life. Amen. And so what we do, we have to cast down these thoughts. We have to pull them down. We have to destroy them. We have to, every imagination, every argument, every high thing, every lofty thing. Some people have some lofty <laughs> thoughts. And then, you know, you would think that they created the world. You know what I mean? They know how the world's supposed to work. They know what, how, they can tell you everything about people. And they can tell you everything. They got these lofty thoughts yes, and opinions. Jesus. But how many of you know, the best opinion is inferior to truth. Amen. And the only thing that is truth is God's word. Jesus said in John 17, 17, Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's the only thing that's true, amen, amen, is the word of God. And so we have these imaginations. And again, I like this picture of loose thoughts Jesus. and loose uh, emotions and, and, and loose impulses. In other words, these are thoughts Emotions and impulses that are no, they, they just run free. And they're all the results of some lies and accusations that Satan has, has planted. Amen. But it's through the divine power. It's, it, 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 it's through the mighty weapons of God. That not only do we cast down these imaginations, but then we do something else. We, we, we capture them. Mm. Right? Because it says, anyway, and then we bring them into captivity 
to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. And I like how some of the other versions say this. It says, it says, uh, uh, it says in the New Living Translation that we capture rebellious thoughts mm. and teach them to obey Christ. Jesus. See, some of our thoughts are just running wild and we have to capture them Jesus. and teach them to obey this word. So, so, you know, when Satan plants that, that, that seed and that, and that accusation and, and that leads you to believe that you're not worth anything, mm -hmm. that you'll never amount to anything, once the stronghold that he builds around it is pulled down, you still got the loose thoughts running all around. <laughs> yeah. And you got to capture them and teach them to obey Christ. Amen. So if that thought is saying, I can't do something, I'm worth nothing, and it leads you to have low self-esteem, you got to capture that thought and say, sit here <laughs> and listen to the truth. Jesus. And the truth is, I'm the head and not the tail. Mm -hmm. I'm above only and not beneath. The truth is, I'm more than a conqueror through yeah. him who loves me. The truth is, I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. The truth is, I'm a winner because Christ always causes me to triumph. See, you got to, because it's a lie, it's a false accusation that has to be brought into captivity, taken prisoner, Jesus. and taught the truth of what God says in his word. But until the stronghold is taken down, those loose thoughts and emotions and impulses and all those things are just running free in us. And Satan is staunchly going to defend the stronghold to keep out the truth of God's word coming in. So we have to then take up our spiritual weapons. Now last week we were talking about <clears throat> putting on the whole armor of God. Because that's our spiritual wardrobe for battle. Right? Mm -hmm. We have, you know, our loins girt about with truth and the breastplate of righteousness and our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know, we have on the helmet of salvation and we have the shield of faith to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. And then we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And we keep it all on through prayer. Yeah. That is part of our weaponry, right? All of those things. We have one offensive weapon, which is the sword of the spirit. But the other things are all to protect us against these lies that Satan wants to sow, he just wants to plant in our hearts and minds, taking every negative thing, perceived, real, or imagined, Jesus. and he wants to use it to plant something in us and then build a stronghold around it. Yes, Jesus. 
But we have to put on our weaponry. And if we have on our armor, then we will be able to fight this spiritual battle. And so when Satan comes and he tries to plant, you know, this lie, that lie, the other, we can quench it with the shield of faith. Our, our mind can be protected by the helmet of salvation. Our heart can be protected by the breastplate of righteousness. And when things get really hairy, we can whip out our sword and just start slicing stuff to yes. bits. Amen. But it's more than that, though, because we often talk about the armor of God, and, and it's important that we do. But things like the fruit of the Spirit are also important. Mm -hmm. That's part of our spiritual weaponry, too. You see, many of us think the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance, that these are things that make us good people. That's not why God gave us the fruit of the Spirit, so that we can be good people. He gave us love, joy, peace, you know, long-suffering and all those things, that we can be strong people in God. Yeah. These are part of our spiritual weapons. Amen. Think about it. Like love, you know, love, love. I mean, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us, right, that, 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 that love never fails. Mm -hmm. Love never fails. That's what it tells us in 1 Corinthians 13. Love never fails. The Bible tells us that our faith works by love. Paul says, now abides faith, hope, love, these three. The greatest of these is what? Is love. Right? So love never fails. Love activates our faith. Love is great. And yet, we walk around hating our people. And then we wonder why we're susceptible to attack. Jesus, Jesus. Because, see, Amen. Satan wants you to hate people. He wants you to hate on people. He wants you to, to, to be at odds with people and not walk in love with them. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He wants you to disobey God and Jesus, sometimes in the small stuff. He's not always trying to get you to commit adultery necessarily, but he might, if God told you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, he might try to keep you in bed to 5.15. Yeah. He, he just, right, because every act of disobedience is a, is a showing up, you don't really love the Lord. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so love is a powerful weapon. It activates our faith. It never fails, right? It's the greatest thing we have. And yet, we walk around hating on folk, right? Joy. Joy is a weapon. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And yet, there are people walking around today saying they don't have strength. They feel weak. They can't take this anymore. They're about to throw in the towel. I don't have it. I just can't deal with this anymore. They don't have any more strength to deal with it. But mm -hmm. they, they go around because they believe the lies of Satan. Go around complaining. Moping. Talking negatively. Doing all these things. And then wondering why they ain't got no strength. Because you ain't got no joy. But these are part of our spiritual weapons as well. And we allow Satan to strip us of them. He strips us of the powerful weapon of peace. We mean peace is powerful. Peace is powerful. Jesus said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives you. I give you my peace. And then Paul tells us in Philippians 4, he says that, 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 that the peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. Yes. 
Peace guards our heart and our mind, but right now there are people who are living at odds with their family member, with their friend, with their co-worker, with church members, living at odds. You're not living in peace with yeah. them, and you're not living. And now your heart and mind is not guarded. And yeah. what does that mean? He can now plant these, and then build a stronghold. And now you got loose thoughts, emotions, impulses, and all the rest of it running free in your life. And Satan shields them off from the word of God and staunchly defends what he now declares as his territory. Yeah. But God wants us to actively demolish these strongholds in our lives. But we're not going to do it by bringing our human effort, our human will, our willpower to the battle. It's a spiritual battle, and we need spiritual weapons. And so we need to take up and listen as God is speaking unto us about putting on the whole armor of God, and then the fruit of the Spirit, and all of the things that God gives unto us to fight in this battle. Mm -hmm. Amen? Because we have to, because listen, God is able, glory to God, God is able to cast down any stronghold that's in your life. Mm -hmm. But notice that he's calling on us to do it. But he's calling on us to do it in his strength. So he's not just saying go over there and do it. Mm -hmm. He's with us. Right? He's with us. But we can't sit back and go, God, take down that stronghold that's around my heart. Amen. See, no, he's not going to do that. He's commanded us to cast down the imaginations. He's, he's commanded us to pull down and demolish the stronghold. He's saying, but use me and use my weapons. I'll fight this battle with you. I'll be right there with you, but I've equipped you. Don't go in there rushing, trying to use your own human reasoning and thoughts and all your willpower and all those things, but utilize my weapons. Hmm. And that's where we have to be, amen. And this is why we have to be serious like we never have been before about having the will of God be real in our lives, that amen. good and acceptable and perfect will of God. But we gotta deal with these with, 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 with these strongholds. Now I want to read something and then we're going to leave for now, but I believe the Lord's gonna have us come back on this point next time. Um, but I pray that you're hearing this. And and, and, and again, I, I you know again we all have issues, right? We know that. And a lot of them are, are, are the result of some strongholds in our lives, some Amen. lies that Satan has planted along the way. And sometimes, you know, if you trace them, they could go way back to your childhood. Oh, yeah. You can go way back to your childhood. Something happened to you in your childhood, and, it, it, you know, and you even know that, because you even say, I'm like this because what happened to me in my childhood. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes you even know. You know, you know, you know, <laughs> 
you know, something happened on your birthday or didn't happen on your birthday. You were you were believing on a certain present and you didn't get it or, or whatever, right? Something happened at, at your middle school graduation or, you know, I mean, it, some of these things. Now, some happen more recently if you're an adult. I mean, but, but the bottom line is sometimes you have to trace the origins of these deep-rooted things in your life. But no matter what the 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 triggering event may be that's not really the thing it's how satan used that event to begin planting his lies and making accusations sometimes he accuses people close to you he accuses your spouse of doing something that she's not doing he she, she he, he accuses your parents of having done something to you that they've never done yeah he he, he he lies and he deceives, Jesus. but he takes an event and he uses that, an event that hurt you, an event that let you down, an event that disappointed you, an event right that didn't quite go your way, and here he'll come and he'll start planting lies and deceptions and making accusations, sometimes against people, sometimes against you. He'll accuse you of being a certain way. And then next thing you know, you start to think that you're a certain way. Some people have this idea that they can't do certain things. And where did it come from? It didn't come from God who says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So where did you get the idea that you can't do certain things? Yeah. Where did you get the idea that you can't speak before a crowd? I'll tell you, because when you were in grade school, you had to give a book report before your class and you bombed. And people yeah. laughed at you. Jesus. And you got an F. And from that point forward, Satan planted in your head, you can't talk before people. Yeah. And, and then he built a stronghold around it. Mm. And, and he's kept the truth of God's word away from you. And so now you believe that. Wow. This is how he works. Yeah. This is how he works. And so some of us, we can trace it back. But the bottom line is, it's a result of a lie, a deception, a trick, mm -hmm. an accusation that Satan now is staunchly defending through the erection of a stronghold around those thoughts mm -hmm. and those emotions and those impulses. And God says, it's time for them bad boys to come down. Amen. But we have to demolish them. Amen. We have to demolish them. Now, we can ready to leave. I just want to read one, one last thing, and then we go for now. I believe God's going to have us come back here because we need to be free, y'all. Amen? Um, and, and again, we all have issues. Ain't nobody walking around saying, I ain't got nothing to do with me. See, right there, that's your stronghold. Amen? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Amen? Some people, right, you lift it up in pride. That's pride, right? Or oh, that ain't got nothing to do with me. That's a stronghold, amen. People, amen. Some people don't believe in God. Don't believe there is a God. Don't believe they need God. Don't believe they need Jesus. That's a stronghold. Yeah. Anything that competes with God and the supremacy of God is a stronghold. Amen. Amen. Anything that competes with God and with the supremacy of God is a stronghold. Do you know that your desire to be successful can be a stronghold? Amen. Because especially if you feel that like you got to work, like the work of your hands and the ingenuity of your mind, if that's the way you're going to be successful. Mm. God said, I'll make your name great. God said he would prosper you. 
God says he teaches you how to profit. Amen. 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 So if you think you have to do it, that's a stronghold. Because it's Amen. competing with God. Amen. We're going to close by reading Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. I'm going to read this. This is in the NIV version. Deuteronomy 12, 1 through 3. It says this. These are the decrees and laws you must be careful to follow in the land that the Lord your God, that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you to possess as long as you live in the land. Destroy completely all the places on the high mountains, on the hills, and under every spreading tree where the nations you are dispossessing worship their gods. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, and burn their Asherah poles in the fire. Cut down the idols of their gods and wipe out their names from those places. I read that because, see, this was God's instructions to his people early on about how they were going to occupy what belonged to them the promises of God. And what they had to do was to destroy completely. They had to break down altars. They had to smash sacred stones, burn Asherah poles, cut down idols, and wipe out the names of the people completely from the land. That's what we have to do with these strongholds. Amen. That's how, if we're going to possess the promises of God and stop being on the fringes of these promises, getting a whiff of the promises every now and then, but being in the center of God's will for our lives, then these strongholds have to be completely demolished. They have to be taken down, wiped out, cleaned out, amen, taken away, burned out, smashed, everything, and then replaced with the truth of the word of God and what he says about us, amen? We gotta replace the lies and the accusations, those thoughts and those high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and make them prisoners of war and then teach them to obey Christ, amen? Amen. So, so um, I believe God's gonna have us come back here um, next time. Praise God, so that we can continue with this because this is so important for us. And again, it's 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 something for us that that is liberating, um, and uh, we just have to be humble enough to receive it and to know that we need it. Amen. So we all have issues, but there's no issue, there's no stronghold that's too strong for our God. Amen. That He can deal with and 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 like i said earlier amen god is i believe accelerating amen and he wants to accelerate things in our lives and i don't know about you but i'm ready for it amen and so we're going to come back next time amen and and if it's the lord's will amen and we'll come back next time but i feel that in my spirit today but um that's to be determined by God. How I many of you know that? But uh, but I feel it in my spirit today that uh, um, that uh, we may be back here again just to to pick up here a little bit more and go a little bit deeper um, so that we can demolish those strongholds 
in our lives. Amen. 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 Let's pray today. Father, we bless your holy yes, name. Father. We thank you, thank God, you. for the word that you share with us today. And Father God, we just, uh, glory to God, we just thank you, Lord, that what you're doing in our lives. Yes. Let your will continue to be done in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father God, as we incline our ear unto your voice, Father, let us hear you clearly. Yes. And Father God, uh, let us uh, not only hear the word, but Father God, let us receive it with understanding yes, God. Father. And then Father God, let us walk it out that we may truly be blessed by the word of God. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for the ability through your divine power to yes. demolish every stronghold in our lives. Father, I pray right now that you will help us to identify, each one of us, yes. what yes. our particular strongholds are. Help us, O oh God, to identify what they are, O oh God, and then, God, lead us to, to pick out the appropriate spiritual weapons yes, that we may completely demolish the strongholds in our lives. Yes. And then, Father God, let us capture every loose thought, emotion, and impulse and bring it into captivity. Make it obey yes. the Word of God. You, and, Father, we just thank you, God, for the process of liberty that you have unleashed in the earth. Glory to God. There's a spirit of liberty in the place. Yes. And Father, we just thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Now, God, seal this word in our heart. We know the yes. enemy's going to come in like a thief, trying to steal this word as it has been planted. But Father God, I just pray now that the Holy Spirit will stand guard over our heart yes. and that he will continue to minister this word unto us, that we may get every ounce of wisdom from it. And Father, we just praise you and give you praise and thanks for it now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, praise God. Amen. We're, we're, we're in the process of uh, demolishing strongholds. And clearly God is letting us know. Amen. Uh, again, we've been talking about the Bible study when God has been talking to us about living by faith. Um, and then, you know, we started this year, right, with Divine Reset, right? Yeah. And then last week, we talked about the the armor of God, and now we're talking about strongholds. Listen, God is saying, we got to get out of the realm of this everyday human, you know, way of trying to live. We can't live for God in our human strength. Amen. It's, it's got to be all by, it's all spiritual. It's yeah. faith. Amen. It's the right spiritual weapons. It's dealing with strongholds. It's it's making sure we, we understand who the right enemies are and all of that. Amen. And God is bringing us up higher. So I pray that you're ready for the ascension. Amen? Amen. Amen. So God bless you until next time. Continue to pray for us. We'll pray for you. And uh, we just pray.